The cold Lanta race is done. It was interesting racing this weekend to say the least. Let's get into it. Before we get to the cup racing action, which is the bread and butter of above the yellow line, I got to talk about the Xfinity race. First off, congrats to Austin Hill on yet another win. He's won three out of the five races this season, and he has an average finishing position of 3.2. For the Xfinity series, that is impressive. Granted, I know the tracks that we've gone to so far are his bread and butter, but he has made himself a clear championship four favorite, if not the championship favorite. It's still very early in the season, but got to give props to him and the RCR team in the Xfinity series. Now let's talk about the elephant in the room with the Xfinity race. A lot and a lot of cautions. It was a pretty messy race. Stage one alone was only 40 laps. There was about five cautions. One of those cautions involved the 92 of Josh Williams. Josh Williams was able to get onto pit road, make some repairs, get back on the track. Unfortunately though, those repairs did not really hold up. The bear bond or the tape on his car holding some things together ended up falling onto the track caused a longer caution because there was debris on the track as NASCAR was trying to fix some things. NASCAR invoked a rule. This rule says at the discretion of the series managing director, if a damaged vehicle elects not to enter pit road on the first opportunity or, or, and this is important, if a damaged vehicle exits pit road before sufficient repairs had been made and thereafter causes or extends a caution, then said vehicle may incur a lapse or time penalty or may not be permitted to return to the race. NASCAR decided to hand Josh Williams the extreme penalty of parking him for the race. Well, when NASCAR said for Josh Williams to park the car, Josh Williams did just that and parked his car on the start finish line and walked himself back to pit road, back to the garage area, leaving his car right there. Very, very bold. <laughs> Clearly he was very frustrated at the situation. He went to what we're all calling NASCAR jail, the Xfinity or NASCAR hauler for quite a few hours. And then once the race was over, he came out of the hauler. He talked a little bit. He was, his interview was really, really good. I will say for how frustrating that situation was, it was a good interview. And I think the frustration comes from the fact that this rule is not often talked about or put forward. I'm looking back all the way to 2017 when I started watching every single race and I can't remember a time where NASCAR parked a car for letting debris fall onto the track after they had a damaged vehicle. If anything, NASCAR would just call that car back to pit road, make some more repairs. I'm thinking last year, especially when there were some just bumpers of the car that were torn off that were dragging onto the track. NASCAR didn't say anything. Granted, those bumpers, I don't believe fell off. I think Chase Elliott last year might've had a bumper fall off and then they called a caution, but they didn't park him or anything like that. You're gonna have to fact check me on that right here, but I don't remember NASCAR in recent history enforcing this rule. So when they enforced it during that time, granted, I understand NASCAR was probably getting really upset with the amount of cautions that were happening. It turned some heads and it gave Josh Williams a lot of fans. Thinking it through though, there's gonna be a hefty penalty. Josh Williams was like, well, what is NASCAR gonna do? Find me, I can't pay the penalty. Denny Hamlin on Twitter chipped in and he was like, hey, if you need somebody to pay your penalty when you get it, cause he's probably gonna get a penalty. We'll learn more about that this week. Denny Hamlin said he'd foot the bill. So whether he follows through on that, I'm not sure, I hope he does. I think a lot of drivers and a lot of fans were on board with Josh Williams frustration with this rule being put forward. Cause NASCAR hasn't really enforced it, like I said. So we'll have to see what happens with Josh Williams, the penalty that comes for this, I'm sure there will be. We'll let you know right here at tobychristie.com. So that's it with the Xfinity race. We do have that interview with Josh Williams after he exits the Xfinity hauler on my home YouTube page. So make sure you watch that after this video, but let's move on to the cup race. 
I thought we were going to see Brakislavski win. I really did. I was crossing my fingers hoping we would see a number six win in victory lane. The last time we've seen the six in victory lane was in 2011. So it's been a bit. I think we deserve it. Unfortunately, though, for Brakislavski, but fortunately, though, for his old Pinsky teammate, Joey Logano, he was able to find himself in victory lane after coming from the pole this race. He was, it was a back and forth race for Joey Logano, managed to find speed at the end. I didn't think that inside line was going to catch up as quickly as it did. I thought it was going to really fade off. And then in the last two corners of the race, Joe Logano made it happen and was able to win the Ambetter 400. Like I said, Logano was the fastest car all weekend, so I'd be crazy if I didn't give him this week's MVP award, but I'm also going to have him share it with Corey LaJoy. Corey LaJoy had a top five finish. He's really proven that Atlanta is his track. I think fully redeeming himself, of course, a win would have fully redeemed, but in my eyes, fully redeemed himself from almost winning this race in the fall last year against Chase Elliott. I know Corey LaJoy did not have the best season last year, but he's also always able to overperform in his equipment. He did that today. He was racing within the top 10 pretty much all day long. And right now he's also 15th in points, which is better than where he was last year. So with the performance this weekend, I also have to give the MVP award to Corey LaJoy. I hope Joey Logano is okay with sharing it. Your whole top 10 is Logano, Kislowski, Bell, who has proven to be the fastest Toyota this season so far, in my opinion. Then we have LaJoy in fourth, Reddick in fifth, who was actually racing with a stomach bug. So props to him for toughing it out. In sixth is his team owner, Denny Hamlin, seventh, Ryan Blaney, eighth, Jones, ninth, Gibbs, and 10th, Kyle Busch. A really solid day for Jones and Gibbs. You'll notice there's a lot of DNFs. Let's talk about at least one of the cautions that led to quite a few cars exiting the field. With the round 71 to go, Kevin Harvick was leading the field and it looked like at very first glance, Ross Chastain just pushed him way too hard in the lead and Kevin Harvick spun out. Upon farther inspection though, you will see that Ross Chastain either barely touches Harvick or doesn't touch him at all. And it's just the way the air moved on the back bumper of Harvick's car. Harvick said, you know, it was just the way he moved from the right to the left on his back bumper. The air just kind of messed up his car. The back wheel started to chatter and he spun out. So before we judge any of the Ross Chastain incidents, uh, let's wait until we have all the information. Regardless of these wrecks that he's involved in are intentional or not, he's not making himself any friends in the garage area. So something that he and the one team need to keep in mind as we keep going through this season. I know he and Hamlin got into it last week. Hamlin got a penalty for admitting that he intentionally wrecked Ross Chastain at the end of the race. So hopefully their feud is kind of set in stone. Hopefully things can pick up for the one team can stop being involved in all these crazy things. We're going to go to the road course this coming weekend. We'll talk about that in a few seconds. So hopefully nothing crazy happens there. At this point in the season, I like to bring in the points standings. Joey Logano has now locked himself into the playoffs. He is now your points leader. And if you remember last week, a huge penalty on Hendrick Motorsports, Larson, Bowman, and Byron incurred a major penalty. 100 drivers and team points were lost because NASCAR confiscated their hood louvers. NASCAR didn't like it. So they were also fined $100,000 and a four race suspension for their crew chiefs. The same penalty was given to Justin Haley as well. So they dropped dramatically in the point standings. They're no longer in the top 20 in point standings. They're way below that. The only one that's safe right now is William Byron because he has those two wins. The only way, in my opinion, and even I think just math-wise, that I see Larson and Bowman making it into the playoffs is if, one, they don't DNF like any more this season, and two, if they're able to win themselves in. Larson, I don't have a problem with. I think he's definitely going to win a few this season before we get to the playoffs. Bowman, I think he'll definitely win one, one or two, maybe just one. Maybe I'm too ambitious with Alex Bowman, but not good for Hendrick Motorsports. It shook up the point standings quite a bit. 
But if we look at the winners, we have four different winners in five races. So we are still seeing some parity that we saw last year, which is refreshing. I know a lot of us were like, oh, we're going to get another Byron win this weekend at Atlanta. We're going to stop seeing the parity, but it's still happening. So that's really exciting to see. And maybe at Circuit of the Americas, we're going to see another new winner. We have no stage breaks, so we're going to have different strategies playing out at this road course. And also road courses for me, at least from last year, breed new winners. So we'll have to see what happens. And we also have a superstar studded field. F1 champions Kimi Raikkonen and Jensen Button are going to be joining. Seven-time champ Jimmy Johnson and NASCAR will be joining as well. You all know him. You all love him. And then Jordan Taylor will be filling in for Chase Elliott, who is still out due to injury in the number nine. So that's going to be really exciting to watch. And can you imagine if one of them win? That will be crazy. So definitely, if you if you usually don't watch the races every single week, this is one for you to watch. I'm very excited to see what Coda brings to us. Now let's get to our race rating to close out this recap. Stage one was not fun. It was kind of boring. Even Kyle Larson admitted in his post-race interview at the Infield Care Center that the racing was pretty boring at the start. Stage two was also really boring. When it got good is after the Eric Amarola caution when he lost a tire, not lost a tire, when a tire kind of blew up on him, spun out, took out a few good cars. That's when the racing got good. The field was stacked up and we were side by side until the very end. That battle between Kislowski and Logano was brilliant. And we finally had a green flag finish. No overtime restart, no late race caution. This is what I want to see as a fan. I hate the late race cautions. It shakes things up too much and we get different winners than maybe we should have had based on the entirety of the race beforehand. So really exciting to see that in the drivers racing aggressively, but with respect. But as I always tend to say, the last few laps don't make up for what I felt in the first two stages. But the last stage really did save this race for me. I got to give this race a 67%. It's above the yellow line. I didn't like this race as much as I liked the Atlanta races last year, but I'm not against the new Atlanta layout. I want to see more that it has to offer. I think the cold weather affected the product that we saw a little bit this weekend. So I'm curious to see what we get this summer. Well, what are your thoughts on the new Atlanta? We've had a few races here to kind of figure out what we think. Let me know in the comments below. And also letting you know we have a live stream this Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you are there to check us out. We might have a special guest coming up. So make sure to look on our social media pages on Twitter at underscore Taylor Kitchen underscore as well as on TikTok and at Above the Yellow Line on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook for more NASCAR news and updates on what we're going to be doing in our streams. So stay tuned for that. I'm really excited with what we have coming up. Also, make sure to follow tobycritzy.com for more NASCAR and motorsports coverage. And a special thank you to Dom Joseph for being at Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend, covering all the action for us here at Above the Yellow Line. A lot of exciting stuff coming up. So until next time, thank you for your support and I'll see ya. Want to see more awesome NASCAR content? Make sure to watch the videos right here and click the link.